As a clinical endocrinologist, are you curious about how recent research may impact your clinical practice? Do you struggle to dissect recent publications or connect the literature to patient care? My name is Chase Hendrickson, and I host Endocrine Feedback Loop, a monthly journal club podcast focused on reviewing recent articles published in the Society's clinical journals. Each month, I'm joined by an endocrine educator and a guest expert to perform an in-depth analysis of an important article and to understand how it advances the field and informs our clinical practice. This podcast is an Endocrine Society members-only benefit and can be accessed under the journals header on endocrine.org. Find out more about the podcast and becoming a member there. I think you'll benefit from our discussions and hope you'll join us as we learn together as a part of Endocrine Feedback Loop. Hello, I'm Aaron Lore, and this is the Endocrine News Podcast. The pandemic has changed so much of what we do from how we spend time with family and friends to innovations in telework and telehealth. The world of medical and science conferences has also been impacted with many groups having to cancel their meeting or go completely virtual. This year, the Endocrine Society will be going all virtual with Endo 2021 on March 20th through the 23rd. What can we expect from a virtual Endo? Well, to answer that question and more, Joining me today is Dr. Felix Boischlein, a professor at University Hospital Zurich. He is also the chair of the Endocrine Society's annual meeting steering committee, the group responsible for developing the Endo 2021 program. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Dr. Boischlein. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Great to be here. So for those who have never gone to an Endo before, why is this such an important meeting to attend? Well, for a starter, it's the largest meeting, it's the most prestigious one, it's the internationally most renowned meeting that there is in endocrinology. So that's more or less a must to go. And not going this year still means that we need uh, should attend this for sure. So that's my, it's my favorite meeting. I wouldn't miss any one of those. Now, it's going to be a little bit different this year. Since last year, when Endo 2020 was canceled because of the pandemic, the Endocrine Society pivoted and hosted a virtual meeting called Endo Online 2020. It was a much smaller meeting, but offered a selection of sessions and learning opportunities that felt a little bit like Endo. But Endo 2021 is going to be different than that. It's actually an entire Endo made virtual. So let's speak to those who've attended Endo, like yourself in person before, how will a virtual Endo 2021 feel similar and how will it feel different? Yeah, that's a very good question. And of course, uh, we don't really know because we haven't been there yet, right? So but <laughs> yeah. still the, the breadth and, and depth of Endo 2021 will just like the one that the in-person Endo, there will be 175 sessions with 100, more than 100 live sessions, 75-ish or so on demand. There will be you know, nearly 500 speakers been invited, over 2,100 abstracts. So really a very robust meeting with uh, you know, everything you can dream of in, that, uh, in this uh, area. It will, of course, feel different. Uh, we all are kind of zoomed out by that time mm. after months and months in our home office and, and uh, you know, isolated from 
friends and colleagues and you know i know from many people including myself colleagues have become friends over the years and decades there will be no restaurants no no uh, coffee uh, and so on so that's a bummer what should we do that's nothing we can do about like i think we can still make the best out of it content wise and uh, science wise i know a lot of people prefer to meet in person for a lot of the reasons that you just said. I always try to be an optimist and think about what are the really bright spots here if you have an all virtual meeting of this size. And I think that the term binge watching comes to mind. You know, when you sit at home and you're comfortable and you have your favorite tea or whatever you have with you and you're going to want to digest a lot of content and you don't necessarily have to dress up, you don't have to travel, you don't have to go anywhere. And with Endo 2021 being virtual, you can find your comfiest spot in your home, <laughs> kick your legs up. In fact, I believe the Endocrine Society is not out yet, but we'll soon be offering Endocrine Society branded sweatpants, which are kind of a way to celebrate the lounging factor <laughs> that you can feel at Endo 2021. But there's a yeah, lot that's... Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot that's similar to, like you said, you know, all these sessions. And, and I know a lot of people oftentimes will go back from Endo and there's a few sessions that they remember as being their favorite, that they were particularly exciting. What are some of the most exciting sessions in your mind that will be taking place at Endo 2021? Yeah, great question. Of course, it's very subjective uh, pick that I would make. I am looking very much for, uh, forward into the presidential plenaries, impact of tissue engineering. There's another one on tissue engineering is put together the pieces, uh, you know, how to replace endocrine organs in, you know, for both endocrinology, diabetology. So that's certainly going to be a highlight. The other presidential plenary on big data and the future of endocrine research is also going to be a highlight for sure. Uh, there are interesting um, bits and pieces. One is called a little help from my friend, the endocrine oncology interface. How do we help each other? Also quite interesting. Uh, and uh, the, uh, as another example, the lipid management in patients with endocrine disorders, it's going to be presented there, the new endocrine society clinical practical guideline. So I think there will be a whole variety, not to forget, of course, about the the basic researchers, basic biology of GPCRs as an example, as uh, in emergent therapies. So as I was saying before, you know, all of the, the, the content will be there. And I think there will be very particular pieces and champs to be found. It sounds like there'll be something for everyone and then more. <laughs> and so what you just share with us is probably just a handful. You mentioned there's almost 200 sessions. And so if you're listening and you want to see what's going to be on the program, we'll include a link to that program in the description of this podcast episode. You can find that on endocrine.org slash podcast. I'd like to come back to the idea of networking, because we talked about how we can't, you know, for example, just sit with someone and have a cup of coffee like we might be able to do in person, but people really enjoy that aspect of the meeting, being able to network with their peers. Is there anything that will be done virtually that will allow for a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, no doubt networking is a challenge, and that's particularly so for the young people who might be there the first time and they don't know anybody. So how would they even start their, their networking? So that is a challenge. I do look forward that at some point we will come back in person again. Nevertheless, I mean, the platforms have facilitate also some things. I mean, it's very easy 
to see the ad hoc meeting that uh, are happening at that time point. You can actually do have meetings with up to five participants that will be arranged on this platform. So you can try to meet people in a smaller uh, scale. It's very easy to find and to seek out for attendees to connect with them. Um, there will be some special interest groups, uh, among them adrenal pituitary, transgender medicine, early career, who will have their network uh, launches to take place. The poster hall will be a great place to meet, will, will uh, allow to set up meetings with the presenters to learn more about their science. And uh, there will be in all of the meetings, although of course, then discussion will, is challenging, but there will be a robust time for question and answer. So long enough periods that can, where participants can uh, also interact and the faculty and uh, among each other. While we're missing people in person, how wonderful it is that even these virtual platforms don't completely isolate us. We're still able to have some of that back and forth and share the time together. One thing that people think about when they, if they've been to ENDA before, they remember that big expo floor, you know, in some convention centers, you'd go down an escalator and all of a sudden you'd see this wide open space. The posters were generally in there and you'd see all the big exhibits. Will there be anything like a virtual expo floor? And if so, how do attendees navigate that floor and how do they engage with exhibitors? Yes, so there will be a, a poster hall and you have to, you know, kind of envision how large that is. It's huge, of course. Uh, there will be over 40 exhibitors that can be found in the platform and then can be searched by their company name or product area as such. So there will be at least an equivalent of, of that, uh, although it's quite virtual for sure. So we've talked about poster sessions a couple of times here. So I've heard from many endo attendees in the past who just love that. They love walking amongst all the posters, seeing what the most exciting new hormone research is, and then being able to dialogue with the study authors there and ask them questions live. And you mentioned that that might be able to be done here. How, how is that going to be done in a virtual setting? That wasn't actually an, an important um, topic that we discussed back and forth. And now I'm quite pleased to say that there will be, so I'm told, I haven't seen it yet, but there is going to be a chat board to leave questions that the, present, that the presenters will uh, be able to answer and set up a meeting to learn more. For example, there will be also in many, not all, but many of the posters, there will be a short but informative three-minute video on their research, which then can be tagged on and can be questions mm. can be asked. So that's will all happening in the poster hall, and it will happen, you know, at the time point when you wish. Of course, that's a, that's a plus. You can um, put in uh, questions that can be answered at it also at a later time point. Which brings me to my next question. It's kind of a little bit about scheduling. So it sounds like with the poster hall, for example, you know, when you have the time and you want to take the time to go and look at some of the posters, you can pretty much do that during and whenever you feel like you want to go maybe see the posters. That's what it kind of sounds like. But we know that with endos in the past, there's a lot of different sessions that are happening, sometimes concurrently. And there's also the networking opportunities. There's the exhibit floor. So how will the virtual platform make it easy for attendees to get to where they want to go when there's so much going on? The good thing is you don't have to start your alarm clock like 15 minutes early because you have to walk this long distance to get to the right floor and the right room so you won't get lost for sure. Everything is you could say is at your at your fingertip there will be to orient yourself there will be an orientation video for those who would like a tutorial on how to best navigate the platform. I was told this is probably not going to 
be necessary really so that it will be easy to be so the agenda can easily be searched and also sorted by day by time topic categories or uh, researchers including yourself if you want to make sure that you're not missing your own appearance at the endocrine society so that should all be be uh, uh, doable quite quite easily you can do this actually up front you can acquaint yourself uh, at the platform at an at an earlier time point the the site will open at march 20th uh, so there's plenty of time to get a feel for for the platform and how this is going to work and importantly i'm happy to share that there will be a pre-session that will be done with together with the european society of endocrinology on endocrine systems and the COVID pandemic. It will take place at March 17th, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time for one and a half hour. Everything you would like to know about COVID and uh, endocrine and uh, diabetology. <clears throat> so that will also give the opportunity to also get a feel for the platform and for what is uh, going to come. And also I wanna mention that if any of you out there who are listening have already registered or if you're going to register when you do, you'll be getting some welcome to Endo 2021 emails from the Endocrine Society. And the idea of these emails is to talk a lot about what Dr. Boischlein's speaking about right now is, is how to get familiar with the system before it begins. So you're not stuck spending Endo hours trying to figure out how the system works. You're, you're gonna be ready to go and have a great time. Now, one thing I wanna talk about too is session recordings. A lot of times, Endo attendees know they can't go to all of them at once in person because sometimes when they're live, you know, they run at the same time. You have to pick which ones you want to go to. And if you want the other one, you can always get the session recording later. Will these sessions also be recorded? And if so, when will that content be available and how long will attendees have access to that content? Yes, absolutely. They will be. And there will be also, of course, another advantage uh, for these virtual meetings because, as a matter of fact, the sessions will be available at the platform within 72 hours of its first being presented and they will stay there and that's a little different between uh, whether you are an endocrine society member or you're not you should be of course uh, naturally because as an endocrine society member you will have access to the whole platform through april 13 as a non-endocrine society member who are also going to the meeting it will be uh, march 30 so there will be plenty of time to dive in and go through comp through the content also at a later time point so now, if you don't mind, I'd like to rewind 20 years about to when you had your first endo experience, because hopefully by now, if someone's listened to this podcast and they haven't been before, and they're still sort of on the fence and, and maybe they feel a little daunted by the size of endo or haven't been to one before, do you have any advice for that first time endo attendee so that they can make the most of their endo experience? Yes, I do remember my first meeting. It was uh, super exciting. It's still super exciting, but in another angle, obviously. So with regards to the virtual meeting, we are kind of all first timers and we don't really know what, what this is going to be and what we like most and what we might might not like so much. But nevertheless, it's, it's uh, independent of how it's going to take place. It is uh, the meeting of the year where you find the latest content, the, light, the latest research, the latest uh, news on, on uh, clinical um, care on, for endocrine, uh, endocrine, endocrine patients. So that's, that's for sure. That's not going to change. 
What I typically do, of course, I, I try to stay in my research field, adrenal gland, the most uh, important and uh, entertaining uh, organ there is for sure, and, and try to, to meet uh, my, my peers and so on. But what I also uh, started to do over quite some time, I randomly pick anything which is completely out of my area, out of my comfort zone. And I do remember a number of meetings that really, really surprised me. They, they uh, gave, in some instances, they gave uh, uh, later other uh, even research uh, areas that I had not been involved in. So I think this is also something which would work quite well on an, in, in this on-site setting. You pick something and you get blown away. I'm sure of it. Well, I'm sure of it too. And I hope by now people have listened all the way through that they're feeling pretty sure about it as well. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we've got for today. So I wanted to thank you, Dr. Boischlein, for joining us today and telling us about Endo 2021. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Thanks for having me and uh, we're looking forward to meeting you all virtually at Endo 2021. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Endo 2021. If you'd like to see the meeting program or register, please go to endocrine.org slash endo2021. We hope to see you there. For more episodes of the Endocrine News Podcast, check us out on endocrine.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, thanks for listening. Endocrine News Podcasts are a free service of the Endocrine Society. To learn more or to become a member, visit the Society's website at www.endocrine.org.